Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and my guest today is truly living a second vision, to say the least. Sharon Raymond Campbell is one of the co-authors of the international best-selling book, Unwavering Strength, and it is here where Sharon tells her story of how a horseback riding accident caused her to be completely disabled. Now, if that weren't shocking and tragic enough, Sharon had a big surprise when she woke up. She was suddenly speaking with a Scottish brogue. She's going to tell us how that happened. Today, Sharon is still unstoppable, and she helps people with her books and her speaking and invites people to her ranch to work with horses through their wisdom and intuition to overcome life's challenges. But prior to this accident, Sharon was leading a very busy life, and she was getting her master's in divinity, raising a family, and working on her wonderful ranch. And today, as I said, she's still unstoppable, and she's here to share a lot of her wisdom and intuition on how you, too, can overcome any life's challenge. Welcome, Sharon. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks much, Kristen. I'm glad to be here. Oh, and I'm so glad you're here. And I can hear that wonderful Scottish brogue. And as I told you, my last name is MacDonald. We just could be cousins. Absolutely. That's that Scottish background, right? Well, now, you are a fifth-generation fifth Scottish uh, descent, so you, you, never, you never spoke with any sort of an accent before this accident. Well, yeah, my family is from Scotland originally, but we're a fifth-generation, um, so there was no one around me that, that would have had the, the accent or anything of that nature. So um, I, I do say on occasion, Kristen, that it's a wee ancestor resurrected to help me out, you know, but no, there wasn't any exposure at that point. Well, before you describe to us, you know, what happened in terms of the accent and your speech and your speech therapy, let's go back. And the accident was in how many years ago? It was seven years ago? It was July 11th of 2008. It's been seven years, yes. And tell us what happened. I was running horseback riding camps for children. I was running them for special population and general population children. I had about a dozen girls that were doing an end-of-the-week show. So they were showing off all their talents of their new riding skills for their parents, grandparents, and siblings. And so I probably had about 50 people watching this event, and we were setting everything up so the children could you know, display their talents. And they were on horseback, and I was riding my horse as well. And, Kristen, the, you know, the really strange point about this is that I didn't put on a helmet, which is probably the first time in seven years of riding that I hadn't done that. I was oh. what they called the helmet. Yeah, the helmet queen, you know. I always had the helmet on, even, you know, walking around and things. So, you know, the oddity was, was that, that that occurred. As I went riding and I was doing a little bit of a game, so I wasn't putting my hands on the reins and different things. I mean, I was being a little silly at the time, I guess. But we turned to go around the barrel and we were walking on and my hat blew off, which hit Malachi. And just so you know, my horse, the horse's name Malachi means messenger of God. Yeah, I believe there was no accident there on that day. I think that everything was intended as, as that bit of a wake-up and message from God at that time. Nevertheless, he took off, and, and when he did, I got unseated. And rather than just putting my hand on Malachi's withers on his shoulder there, as I usually would, and kind of say, okay, man, it's okay, I played to the crowd, and I'm going to say I was a little bit ego-driven at the point, you know, oh, I'm fine, there's no problem, and 
Good Lord, when we got down to the end, he was the smart one. He turned right to avoid the children that were standing there on horseback. And when he went right, I went stage left and fell off. Hit my head. Oh, my off God. And I must admit, it did feel like cement, although it was grass turf. And sat, I went back, came back up. I hit my head twice, I guess, and, and was in and out of consciousness for, you know, 20 minutes or so. The ambulance ride, I don't recall any of it, getting into hospital. And I was discharged with the advice that, you know, my husband was to wake me that night. But it was diagnosed then as a mild concussion. And oh, you're kidding me. You, you <laughs> literally, you got to, you got sent home? Oh, yes, yeah. I, I went home within a few hours, to be honest. And what happened is I went back to work. You see, I, I'm, I'm a good farm stock, and, and so we don't give up too easily. And right. I just kind of went over over the weekend, and, and um, actually I was, you know, doing some work, and, and I felt really, there were a few but, things that were happening, you know, Kristen. But no, you didn't have the accent at this point, right? You, you woke up no, and I didn't. your speech was still Canadian, which is... Absolutely. It, yep, it was the same. Uh, I went back to work on the Monday, to be honest, and... What I noticed, though, was that the, the lights of the centre was brighter and, and the children, you know, when they were talking and joking, I couldn't stay because of the noise. And I, I was finding it very claustrophobic and, and the horses, I was feeling very anxious. And I, I didn't really understand, except now I do, that those are all the results of the concussive injury and, and things. I went back to work that week, but the whole week with the kids again and... I did payroll over the weekend, you know, as being self-employed. you got to keep, keep at these things. I awoke on Monday morning ready to go back and do a camp with a new group of children. And when I woke up, I couldn't speak. It was as if you had a stroke or something. Yeah, you know, and, and they're not really sure if, you know, that could have been a TIA during the night. And I awoke unable to, to speak, which is the broker center of the brain was affected. Right. I went into hospital. Yeah, I went into hospital and they, they checked me over and they said, we have minute bruising all through the left side of the brain. Excuse me, but, but had, you were conscious at the time, right? You just, you couldn't speak. Right, I couldn't say a word. Yeah, I know what people that have had strokes feel like when they when they say, you know, I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't say it. Uh, and how After long did that, that last where you couldn't speak? It was about, gosh, probably... You know, that's very foggy to me, maybe a 24-hour period. It started oh. coming back in, in bits and pieces. So mm-hmm. I was able to start putting the words together, but funny enough, I began to stutter. And it had affected the executive functioning of the brain. So being able to problem-solve, multitask, make decisions, those kind of things were affected. And the other piece is that the speech then became the stuttering and not being able to put pieces of words together. So for me to be able to flow a sentence for you is actually quite a miracle from what had happened after that accident. It's a total miracle. Now, now, did you get all of your faculties back? I'll tell you, I have, I'm able to do a lot more than I was. I still am very sensitive to noise, to light, to crowds. And I have a spatial piece as well that, you know, if I'm, I'm a wee bit more claustrophobic. Sometimes I just say that everything that a horse would have, you know, because they, they're very sensitive as well to, to the people around them. I also can now 
you know, process things a little bit better, but still making decisions, problem solving, and I become tired very easily. And you'd think after seven years that that would be something that would go away, but it, it's still probably the greatest struggle for me. Oh, I think it's a miracle that you do what you do, that you're stringing sentences together and that you're you're alive and, and doing all the incredible things that you're doing. My, I went down and had a neuropsychological testing done with a Dr. Sadia Maud, and she was the one that at that point in time, about a year after my accident, I finally was able to get in for one of those uh, evaluations, and she diagnosed me as completely disabled. So it really is a miracle, and and a lot of it, Kristen, as you know, I say that the horses are the ones that healed me. I believe that, and we were talking earlier. Now, you know, give us the name of your ranch in Canada. It's Creating Harmony Within, and you can go online to see some of the pictures of the horses and what the ranch looks like by just doing that, creatingharmonywithin.com and you can have a look at, at what we do. And I have a wee little video there, too, that talks about what we what we do here at the farm. Well, the therapy, I mean, we're going to get back to your, your accident in a moment, but the therapy that you're offering people with horses is just brilliant because I, I, I told you earlier that I had three horses. You know, I rode my entire life, and I'm still in touch with riding from time to time, even with my vision loss. And I know that they have just an inner spirit and wisdom themselves, as I read about in your biography. And, you know, there are many people who use it for different therapeutic reasons. For instance, Mip Romney's wife has MS, and she's claimed that her work with horses and riding therapy has just done everything for her medical condition. So I think it's brilliant what you're doing. And, and tell us more so people out there know what you're doing on the ranch, you know, with, on these retreats. We bring uh, people to the farm for a, a very unique experience with the horses that uh, links them into the intuition and, and wisdom that the, the horses really, truly have. And as anyone who's actually been in connection with the horse, whether it be riding or, you know, what I'm doing, there's a special um, heart connection, I believe, that we get through the horses. And, and one of the things that we do, now we don't do any riding at all here. I used to with the children and things, but all of our work is done on the ground, eye-to-eye and heart-to-heart with the horses. And many of the things that we do is to help people find focus, awareness, to be grounded in the present moment, which is right now. And horses are completely grounded in this present moment. They don't judge us, criticize, condemn, or compare us. They don't take offense to anything. They don't care how much I have in my bank account. They don't care what I look like, whether you can see or whether you can't. why people love dogs, you know, the unconditional love. It's unconditional love. It is unconditional love and and being able to be present with them. And then what the horse does is actually reflect back to us what we're experiencing and what we're feeling within us. And so in that, they they can almost read our blood pressure, our pulse, our body language, you know, how we're moving, what we're, what we're um, you know, whether our breath is short and fast or whether we're taking deep breaths and we're grounded. Um, and that kind of almost has them negotiate how they are with us in the round pen. And it's, a, it's amazing to see that connection that really occurs between the horse and the person. And it helps us, you know, I work with people that have drug and alcohol addictions and 
you know, the, the horses are so authentic and clear in their communication with them, and that. So, excuse me, you know, when you say you work with them, if you're not, if you're, they're not riding, then what do they do? They walk with the horses, they pet them, they groom them. What do they do? Well, we do a bit of that as well. I have stalls in the barn that I'll bring the horses into. One of the activities that I do is just a, a body scan meditation in which people become grounded in the moment, being aware of their breath, be, being aware of their presence in that in that moment. And then I have them facing away from the horse at a time, and then I say to them, now turn back to the horse and look into the eye of that horse and see in that moment, you know, what that message might be for you or, or how you can, you know, stay present to this moment. Kristen, our, our minds are just flying all over the place all the time. You know, we, we're so fragmented in our world and there's so much that, that is stimulants all the time for oh, us. Oh, yes, especially with technology today now. We're, we're, none of us are focused on any one thing. No. And we all know you can't multitasking, you can't be successful when you multitask. It's very difficult, and and they, as you just stated, you know, science proves that multitasking is actually much less efficient than being focused on a task, which I'm really great for the science because as long as I'm focused on a task, I'm okay, but uh, I always say to my husband, it's kind of like squirrel, and I'm onto something else if it draws my attention, and so... Yes, I'm sure. I have a good friend, actually. She's the rider who broke her neck, not from riding, but from something else, and she has the same problem with focus uh, at times because, um, you know, of her injury. And, um, you know, difficult. most of us need to work on that, on hyper-focusing on something, because you can't be successful if you don't. No. And I'll, I'll give you, you know, in every tragedy, as you know, there's there's some light and some, some beauty that comes through. And for me, the blessing that came for this, the greatest blessing in working with the horses and, and in that meditation and being able to ground myself, myself and be aware and, and you know, listen to my to the wisdom of my body is that when I'm with you and speaking with you, Kristen, I'm 100% with you. That means that I can't be trying to You're get in the moment in other places. I'm in the moment. And for my family... Which is where we should all be. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. As I was sharing with you, I, I worked full-time out of the house. Um, I then ran the camps. I did horseback riding lessons. I probably worked, you know, 100 hours a week just doing all sorts of things. And I had my two girls and my husband that, you know, we were running the family. And now I think they have the best of me because they have my focused attention on them. Beautiful. But it's obvious. I mean, I... It's your attitude, you know, that you turned your life around and are truly living a second vision, like I said earlier. And I, you know, I digressed a bit because I, I wanted to hear about the horses, which is so much of what you do. But let's get back to what happened after the accident. And you must have gone through a terrible downfall, you know, to to come to this, you know, spiritual awakening. I mean, did you go through just a terrible depression and anger? And, and how did you combat that? I did actually have a really hard time of it. It, I had to stay isolated to my, my dark room because the lights and the sound and even being with my family, the sound of the TV set, just even, it sounds really silly, Kristen, but even when you, you know, when you're eating and your fork hits your plate, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is 
almost send me around the bend, you know. It was just it, it, the sound and, and everything that were so... Um, it, it just made me so um, agitated and, and being around people and, and not being able to speak. You see, speaking was one of my things. I love to do public speaking, which is what I'm doing again, and, and I love yes, to share and my and what the, the irony in that. Right, and, and so here here I am stuttering and can't put thoughts together, and, and so I became very angry. And one day, actually, my husband came into the barn, and I was, I was throwing buckets and angry, and, you know, I said to him, I, I don't know what my life has become. And, and that that day, I did return to the, the dark room and think, this is it, I, it's over, I'm, I'm not coming back out again. But I'd love to share with you the piece that, that woke me again, was that I went down to the barn one more time with Doug, and he said to me, would you go out to the water trough, Sharon, and, and turn it on for the horses? And you see, I had to be given, you know, the directions of what to do. So I did. I went out, and at the gate was Malachi. And when I went in through the gates and I stood with him, you see, Chris, and I, I would have usually just run to the water tap, got it turned on, went back inside, fed the rest. But I couldn't do that. You know, I didn't have any big agenda. So I stood with Malachi for a moment. And he put his head, he put his chin onto my left shoulder, and then very slowly he lifted it up over the top of my head, just out, right over the top. And then he put his chin on my right shoulder, and he leaned his neck into me, which, you know, horses don't just normally do this. No. But he, he pressed, pressed his neck to my ear, and I could hear his heartbeat. And I knew oh, in that moment. Yeah, so I beautiful. knew in that moment, if I had not fallen... I would have missed the very rhythm of life. And so the oh. book that I have, yeah, the, the book that I come out and having come out is called Falling into the Rhythm of Life, Life Lessons. Uh, th- this is your latest book. book that you're working on? Yes, it is. And it will be out um, June of 2016 is the date of it, but we're going to get it onto Amazon on ebook form and such prior to that. But and so the the lesson that Malachi has taught me so much, Kristen, is that and even though you have that tragedy, there are those moments of clarity that come through and blessings, and to count those blessings and to and to really be so many blessings that you wouldn't life. have had or lived through. You know, I, I know that with my vision loss, people have come into my life and touched my life and done things for me, and just friendships that have evolved. I never would have met those people. You know, two of my best friends are blind. One is totally blind from birth, and the other one is partially sighted. And I, I never would have met these special people had we not been brought together because of the eyesight loss. So I understand what you're saying. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? Many blessings um, come I, I from, from bad things, if you look at it that way, you know. Yeah. Now, and, what about and, your other book, Creating? And, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, creating Harmony from Within. It, it, the the yeah. funny piece is that I wrote it wrote it prior to the accident, and I, I do have it on my website as well. But that book talked about, you know, um, creating faith, hope, and uh, harmony in a hurry-up world. And the funny thing is, as I say to people, I knew what I was writing then, but now I know what I was writing about, which is take the time to be present and to be find the small joys, you see, just open your eyes, that's what I say about joy, and, and you, you know it's not about the clarity of the vision from the eyes, it's the ability to see, feel, and be present, 
um, to raise no, and if we're not present, present we're always in the past and we're always in the future and we can't grasp this moment and that's what life is all about we're planning always for the future moment and yet if we're not in the moment we miss it and it's gone by absolutely and that that is the tragedy you know and we can have people that that live to be 80 85 and really they ended their life at 30 because they they didn't see all the joy that could be had in in the in between you know i know and, i know um that really is i think you know what what is um you know i like to share with people and and the other thing i, I swear to goodness i i heard you know that that we just are not alone you know, there there are so many ways to connect out by the by the energy of the horses and by these these. I wouldn't have met you if it hadn't been that miracle, right? And, and so we we I know. truly are not alone. No, we're not alone. And it sounds like you had a strong faith in in life, the life force, spiritual faith, or in God. Am, am I right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there there is that, and um, you know, I. I the piece that I like to share with people, and this is Malachi's other message other than just being present, is that everyone has a greatness that comes from within. And as uh, you said, it doesn't matter what... Yeah, Emerson says it's not what's behind you or what is from before you, it's what's within you that really, really That's matters. Beautiful. And that greatness, beautiful. That greatness, when we can tap within there, that... That really is where... Yes, and share um, it with other people. It's all about energy, spreading your energy. Now, you know, back to your brain injury, I just wanted to explain to people, because I I mentioned the Scottish brogue in the beginning, are there any medical explanations for this, that you would wake up with a Scottish brogue and never had any any family, you know, immediate family speaking it or never spoke it yourself before? No, it's really it's a it's a strange bit. They they can't explain. Are there it. other I'm accounts one. of this? I mean, what do the doctors say? Well, I'm one of sixty people in the world that has had this happen to them. If you go on and you you, you Google foreign accent syndrome, you'll find myself and there's a few other people that have videos that you know pieces they've been interviewed or things. It, it really is a mystery, and and I really think you know we as of humankind think we have all the answers to just about everything, don't we? You know, we're in control, we know what we're doing, technology says that we're an advanced civilization, except we really don't know the greatest part of us, which is our, our brains, which is that, yeah. that secret place still. There's a great mystery that lies within. And when I was a nurse, I, nursing was one of my first callings in life, and when I was a nurse that number of years ago, we, we thought that when you had a, um, a trauma to the brain, that you, you could not repair it. But now we know through neuroplasticity that there is the ability to heal it, to change it, to make the new neural pathway. And that's what's happening even as I work with the horses. That literally is the connection between their heart, gut, and brain and mine as well, because it's not just our brains that have the, the neurons, right? It's our, our hearts and, and our, you know, intestines, our gut as well. So that's a, another way we communicate. However, back to the brain, there there isn't any type of explanation that they, they give. And, and there's all sorts of little, you know, tidbits that people will say that that is part of it. But the greatest thing that I think the accent helps with um, that little idiosynchronicity or, you know, that came up like that is, is the piece that I get to share with others. First, the, the miracle and the, and the majesty of the horse. Second, 
the miracles of, of neuroplasticity for the brain and, and to let people be aware of individuals that have had these concussions and, and what they're experiencing in everyday life. And that trauma doesn't always just go away immediately and, and there's lots that lots of time and, and healing. Uh, that goes Were through. you just shocked when you when you started speaking? I mean, you must have been so delighted to speak yeah. after that happened happened to you. But out of the blue, well, you start speaking to, with an accent. Did you did well, you think it was someone else? Therapy. Yeah. Well, I, I went into speech therapy at that point, Kristen. That I was unable to get words to form together, and that's when we oh, discovered that the executive functioning. So terrifying. Yeah, so when, it must was, have been just terrifying. Well, you know it. it it really, it really was. It, it, it's something that you think, well, what's happening? Why aren't I able to say something, you know? And, and the, the doctor, you know, was quite comforting and saying, you know, this, this likely will come back. But it's, I've also experienced two, and um, they feel TIAs or they're, they're uncertain, you know, what, uh, whether, because I experienced a lot of migraine headaches after. And those have lessened as, as well. But whether it was the migraine, but I did lose movement on my left side and the ability to speak again. And then when I spoke again, it came back as the Scottish accent. So, uh, you know, and and I'll tell you a wee story that's quite funny is that I, my daughter Megan, who's now 23, and my daughter Michaela is 20 now. And Megan mm-hmm. went to school in England. I love their names. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She went to, uh, Megan went to school in England when she was 17, and so my husband and I went over to see her, and we went into Scotland. So you can imagine the bit of a mix-up in that. <laughs> Here I am in yeah. Scotland with this accent, and they're, they're all going, oh, you've returned. And I'm going, well, no, not really, but it feels like I have. <laughs> um, when, I, when I would... Tr- when I would travel through, they would say to me, no, that's not where the accent's from. You know, I started in Glasgow and Oban and Glencoe and went up in Inverness. Uh-huh. And when I got when I got in Inverness, Kristen, I, I was ordering up a bed and breakfast. And the lady, you know, I said to her, I don't have any idea how to get to your bed and breakfast. And she said, well, surely you know, darling, because your accent tells me that you're from Inverness. <laughs> and I said, oh, how grand. Thank you very much. That's just really fantastic, right? And, and that's a funny, funny piece of it. So I say, I say I'm from Inverness, you know. But um, nevertheless, it, it is a funny, a funny piece, and and it, the really great part of it are the blessings for me that have come from from that. A that creating harmony from within is really the essential piece that we look from within ourselves and find that strength of of uh, you know the connection to others and and as we find that balance of you know what we believe and our emotions our sensations and thoughts as we connect into that inner self that that greatness there we start to find that harmony and so we start to create harmony from within and we find that beautiful so that's your system about creating yeah yeah are you doing workshops on it now I am. I invite people to come to the farm. Uh, you, can, mm-hmm. you can go on and, and find other ways that I, I work with people. And they come and, and we do one-on-one work um, uh, with the horses. I take groups of, of people as well. And, you know, getting in that round pen, one individual and a horse eye-to-eye is really a very special uh, experience for people. And I'll tell you, I've never 
watched any individual go in with one of my horses and not been amazed at what has been awakened within them. And, uh, no, it's, that's it's what our mutual really friend Judy Judy tells tells me. Now, let me ask you before we wind down on the interview: Do you still ride? I Malachi and I have been been riding again. Although, oh my God, you are fearless! I, You're just an amazing woman. Yeah, you got back on the horse, the, literally. I did. I got back up on the horse, and we have a really great connection now. When when we ride, and um, it's it's fantastic. It's one of those things that I have been blessed with. Again, I don't do it very often um, anymore. Malachi uh, and prayers out for him as he has had what's called uh, head tossing syndrome, which is uh, something that's neurological for him. That that suddenly he, without any control, his his head will just pop up, and and it's a mystery of of how that that actually has occurred. But you know, even in our brokenness even in the moments that perhaps people don't think that we're completely whole because there's something with us that that challenges us. And even in that injury, in that woundedness, there is a perfection. And that perfection is that love that comes from within, as I've shared, and connecting to other sentient beings, whether it be a horse or, or another person. That that really is where that connection comes from. Just to touch another life each day, I think that's the... That's what we're trying to say here. You know, if you can reach out and touch somebody and make somebody's day better, and we all inspire each other. You know, that's why I love doing this show. And someone like yourself, you're just a remarkable, remarkable person. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. I want you to tell the listeners where your website, where they can find you, and, um, you know, plug the name of your books again before we wind down. So it's all yours. Go ahead. All right, so you can find out more about Creating Harmony from Within at my website, which is creatingharmonywithin.com. And you can go on there and download or purchase the book, Creating Harmony from Within. And you'll also be, be able to see the work that we do and uh, an opportunity to actually come and visit Malachi and I here at the Creating Harmony Within Ranch. That is beautiful. I hope sometime I can come visit your ranch, being the horse lover, and and being a, a half Canadian as well. <laughs> so for those of you listening, yeah, I would love to. Well, we'll have to talk about it in the future. Fantastic. So for those of you listening, I wanted to thank you so much for tuning in today. As I said, Sharon Campbell is a remarkable person, and it's she's a true testament to telling us all that we can all overcome anything. She literally got back on the horse and is riding again. I hope you go and check out her website. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision. Have a blessed day.